Good, good. So in just a moment, we're going to invite uh, Leighton and Jerrica to come on back up. They are a part of uh, a ministry called Gather to Go, and they're going to, I'm sure, be sharing what that ministry is about. But uh, in, a, in less than a sentence, it is, uh, as, as the name might suggest, it's about equipping people to share the good news of Jesus. Right? Um, and so uh, we invited them here today because we really do believe we've been, we've been working hard over the last couple years to turn our, our eyes and our hearts as a church outward. Right? Yes, Pastor. Yes, we have. Right? That, that this thing that we're doing is not just about the faithful bunch that gather on Sunday mornings, but it's about a mission that we're called to. It's about a city that needs Jesus, a region that needs Jesus. And, and so God has been leading us outward, and we, we want to uh, bring alongside us ministries that can help equip us to do that well. And, uh, and so, this morning, I hope that, uh, so, so let me say this, our, our mission statement as a church says that we exist, the second E, there's four E's, right? Exalt, engage, equip, empower. But the second E, that we exist to engage to engage lost people with the hope of Jesus. So it's not, it's not an accessory. It's not an after-the-fact. It's not an add-on. We exist to engage lost people with the hope of Jesus. That's why we exist. So, um, it's vital that we personally get equipped to do that well. Right? So that's... That's why these guys are here to help us get equipped. I, I, I want to invite you and encourage you to lean in this morning and listen and learn. I'm going to be listening and learning, and we want to learn how do we do this better? How do we reach the lost better? Um, and so <clears throat> we're also taking these guys out for lunch after church. We're going to be having a conversation about the possibility of uh, what it might look like to partner with them to do some outreach in our city this summer. So, so uh, pray for wisdom for us as we meet and gather. Looking forward to that. Some good pizza delight. And uh, so, guys, why don't you come on up? Let's give them a big Bathurst welcome. Hello, Evangel. Hi, guys. So, so good to be here. Leighton and I, we love Bathurst. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about who we are, who we are as missionaries, and, and what, we're, what we're up to. So, yeah, our journey kind of began back in our first year at Crandall University in Moncton. We're both from Moncton, New Brunswick. And so me and Leighton went to Crandall, and the Lord really in that place began to grip our hearts for the lost. Um, I remember I went on a missions trip with Crandall University, and we went to Cuba, 
And when I was in Cuba, I just felt like I was so in my element. I had zero fear of man. I would go up to every person on the street and just share the love of Jesus. And I remember um, in my quiet time that night, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Jerica, like, why aren't you doing this in your own city, in your own region, in Canada? Why, why are you more nervous to share this there with these people? And I, that was a really pivotal um, moment for me. Um, and so me and Leighton um, at Crandall, we began prayer meetings in our school, um, and they were called revival meetings. And we would just go after God there, and God was doing something incredible in our lives and our hearts. And um, the Lord called us to go to a missions training school in California, and we went there last winter. It's called Circuit Riders. How many of you guys are familiar with the circuit riders, the Methodist circuit riders who would do circuits around and, and tell people about the um, Jesus, the gospel, and a lot of them would die by age 33 because they would ride on horseback all around through really harsh weather conditions, but they were so gripped and convinced that Jesus, he was worth sharing to those who didn't know that they would risk their lives to do that. And so we went to a school called Circuit Riders that really carries that DNA. And so we went there and we got trained up in missions. Um, and then COVID, COVID actually sent us back home. Um, and so when we were home, coming from that culture of just seeing so many people saved, healed, transformed, we were really stirred to see something like this happen in our own city, in our own region, in the Maritimes. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the starting point for Gather to Go um, the Lord, he, uh, he began to really stir our hearts. Um, there's actually a few others who had gone into different um, YWAMs. Have any of you guys heard of Youth with a Mission? It's a, great, it's a great organization. And so a few of us had gone at the same time, and we were back um, all really feeling the same thing, that there was um, not a whole lot that we were aware of that was fully centered around evangelism and intercession. And so Gather to Go was birthed in the middle of COVID, and... Um, and so Gather to Go is a maritime evangelism and intercession movement. We now have groups in Moncton, Halifax, Annapolis Valley. We are relationally connected in Fredericton, St. John. And uh, the Lord is moving and growing all over and opening doors. And so really Gather to Go's heart is for unity in the body of Christ and activation from that place of knowing and loving Jesus and um, obeying him with the Great Commission. And so we're all centered around the Great Commission. In terms of evangelism, we are very gospel-centric in what we do. Um, um, so we, we go out, we share the gospel. We love to teach people how to practically share the gospel. We know that there's not really a formula. A lot of it is <laughs> listening to the Holy Spirit. But uh, we love to train people. We love to see fear of man break off of people. And evangelism is a great way to do that. So a lot of us gather. We gather every week. We go out on the street because the organized evangelism really helps us learn a lifestyle of evangelism. So we want to see every person equipped with the gospel so that they can go out um, in any setting and they can share that with anybody when the Holy Spirit asks them. And so... That's that part. And then the intercession, we have a dream to see prayer houses start to be birthed all over the Maritimes. And so we have a prayer house in Moncton called The Gathering. So we meet Monday to Friday every morning for intercession. And um, so, yeah, we really believe that revival is birthed in prayer. Every great revival, every great awakening that we've seen started in prayer. And so that is our heart 
we pray. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, other things we do, we, we're really um, focused on corporate gatherings, so we call them Catalyst Nights. We do those all over in different regions where we come together for big worship gatherings where it's very gospel-centered and we see people baptized, we, we give activating words, and then we do something called Go Teams where we partner with local churches. We come alongside local churches and equip them to go out and share the gospel we work with high schools. We have a whole high school movement um, where we're seeing whole high schools begin groups in lunch hour where they'll meet and they'll go after Jesus and, and equip each other to go share the good news in their high school. So, yeah, we are so excited about that. We, our hearts are to see high school groups pop up in every high school in the Maritimes as well as universities. We're beginning to start in universities. We'll be starting up at Mount Allison this fall. Um, and now another thing we've started recently, the Lord asked us to shift into something called uh, DMM, Discipleship Making Movement, which is our small group settings where we're meeting once a week in different small groups. And so DMM is something that the persecuted church um, practices, and so that is the number one growing church in the world. And so we saw so much fruit from that, so we were like, what are they doing? And so we're starting to implement that here. Leighton's going to share a little bit more about that. Um, and finally, we're, we're kickstarting this fall Harvester's Training School, which is a missions training school. And we actually have a video if you want to play that, Graham. We're going to go deep in the Word of God and have teachings from experienced leaders, pastors, and missionaries from all over the Maritimes come in and teach on topics like hearing the voice of God and His character in nature. Come join us September 30th, 2021 for a season set apart for growth with God and hands-on missions experience. At Harvester's DTS, you'll have three months of experiential learning in the classroom and engaging in local ministry, and then you'll go out for three months sharing the gospel on outreach. Woo!
so excited about what God is doing in the Maritimes. We are seeing awakening. And so, yeah, if you guys want to find us on our social media, we have uh, Instagram, Facebook for, for more information. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having us today. We're just really excited to be here. As Jerrica mentioned, I'm Leighton. And um, yeah, Harvesters DTS is called Harvest because we are praying for laborers to go into the harvest field. I really, truly believe that the harvest in the Maritimes is ripe. We've begun to see the first fruits of what we're believing is a massive harvest that will see many, many souls come into salvation in our region. And the problem is, is that there's not enough harvesters on the streets. There's not enough people sharing the gospel in the city centers, in the rural communities. And we have been praying um, for the Lord to send out harvesters into the fields. The Bible says that the fields are ripe for harvest, but the workers are few. And so, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. And so we've been praying that. The, the Bible uses this term called ekbalo for how the Lord sends people into the mission field. Ekbalo literally means to cast out. That's the same word that Jesus, it says that Jesus ekbaloed demons out of people. And in that same way, the Bible uses that same word to describe how we are cast out of our comfort zones, out of our own, um, our own lives of comfort, and into the harvest fields to work for God. And that's an incredible thing that Jesus, right now, um, just join me in prayer right now. Let's just pray all together across this room in your own words. Just begin to pray that the Lord would send out laborers, that he would cast people out into evangelism lives. Yeah, God, Lord, right now we ask, Lord, would you send out laborers, Jesus? Would you release laborers for the Maritimes that we may see a generation turn back from the brink? That we will see a generation of high schoolers come to know you, Jesus, where every single young person is activated in their calling to be Christ followers, activated believers in your name, Jesus. For all the high schools in Bathurst and surrounding region right now, Lord, we ask, Lord, would you send laborers amongst the student bodies to those high schools in your name, Jesus. For every university, Lord Jesus, in the maritime provinces, Lord, we ask that you would raise up a remnant, Jesus, that will minister to their co-students in your name, Jesus. Amen. Ekbalo, Jesus. Ekbalo. Yes, amen. Thank you for joining me in that. That is really our heart cry. The Bible talks about agreement in prayer. And one thing that we have felt so strongly is that the church across the Maritimes needs to agree in prayer for the harvest that in the Maritimes. That's what Jerick and I um, use our time to do. We're full-time missionaries. And we, uh, we work amongst many churches and our, our heartbeat is to, is to hear people praying the prayers of Ekbalo to the nation. Send out laborers, Jesus. We, and asking people to pray, join us in prayer for revival in the Maritimes. Um, and the other part of what we do is we train people to walk in evangelism and practical ways of obedience. So, yes. Um, yeah, we have that twofold call. People a long time ago asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And we all know that a man named Jesus um, emerged from that community and impacted the world deeply. 
And I don't know if many of you have found that place in your heart where it seems like the youth are leaving the church or that there is a, a generation is walking away from the Lord in our region. And, and sometimes we can feel like, can anything good come out of the Maritimes right now? And I praise God that you guys are a remnant, that there is people who are on their knees fasting and praying, and I praise God for that. And I want to encourage you that something good can come out of the Maritimes, that there is, going to come a, there is going to come a tidal wave of revival that will actually start here in the East Coast and go across to the West Coast. We often get the tail end of revivals that happen in Toronto or down in California, but guys, there's something happening here that the Lord is using to sweep across the world, that the Lord is actually starting something good in Nazareth. He's starting something good in the Maritimes. I believe that with all my heart, the Lord has given me that word, that certainty, that absolute certainty. I know the Lord told me that, that um, because of what he's doing here in the Maritimes, that the frontier of global missions in India where 95% of people have never heard the name Jesus, that what the Lord is doing here is in response to the need on the frontier. That in the next 10 years that I am believing Jesus for 100 full-time missionaries to be sent from the Maritimes, 100 young people with full lives ahead of them to give their entire lives, to spend it on the people of India to see revival in that nation, and just so many other things. I believe that the Maritimes are to be ascending region. But so much has to happen before then. We need to catch the vision of what the Lord is doing here. And we need to begin to move in response to his Holy Spirit in evangelism. And I believe that the greatest missionaries from the Maritimes aren't even saved yet. That they didn't grow up in churches, but they are going to be saved in high schools and in universities in the day to, days to come. Yeah, amen. I know so many of you, I, I, heard, I heard the applause when we started talking about high schools, and I know that many of you have been praying earnestly for high schools, for, for the high schools of Bathurst, for the young people, for middle schools even. And, um, and yeah, that's what we do. We, we meet every morning to pray for various populations, and high schools is really on our hearts. So I just wanted to, I want to say that we are in agreement with you in prayer for this, and that we are really believing that the Lord is going to do something powerful there. Um, I won't take very much of your time. I think I've got about 10 minutes left. But I'm going to just really uh, briefly bring you a few, uh, an exhortation, I think is probably the best word for it. An exhortation regarding evangelism. Matthew 28, if you have your Bibles. Verse 18, then Jesus came up and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. That promise it's to the end of the age. Praise God. What I want to highlight to you guys today is that he says, teaching that every convert that is to come through the apostles' teaching, right here in the Great Commission, that they are the apostles or the disciples here at, 
Christ's ascension, we're to teach them to obey everything that Jesus commanded them. And right there in the same sentence, he has commanded them to go to every nation to make disciples for the kingdom of heaven, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If you are a disciple of Christ today, this same charge applies to us as well. It is not just for church leadership to make disciples, to baptize, to go into all the world to make those disciples, but it actually falls upon every one of us. That's the amazing thing of the gospel is that Jesus didn't choose religious leaders to overturn um, the structures that were in place, but he chose everyday, ordinary fishermen, tax collectors. Those are the people he used to change the world. I'm looking at every single one of you, and every single one of you has the same Holy Spirit living inside of you. You are just as capable as anyone else of following the, the instructions of Jesus and seeing the same fruit. It's incredible promise that Jesus is with us even to the end of the age. That the, uh, the, the yes of the everyday believer is actually the primary way that the church is growing, even today. Ying Kai is with the underground church in China, and he, in his lifetime, has seen over 10 million people give their lives to Christ. And many of you would never know his name because, of course, he's in the underground church. But he, um, he, I've read one of his books, and in it he was sharing that what he has found that even the greatest evangelists, that the percentage of salvations in the underground church in China, the great evangelists have only led uh, a, a fraction of people to the Lord. He has invested his time in discipling everyday believers, the average people who come to the Lord in China, to do the work of evangelism. And that's where his 10 million soul harvest came from. That the actual church growth, that where the church is growing across the earth in Iran, in Africa, and in China, um, in massive ways, is driven by everyday believers just like you, just like me, giving our yes to the Lord, which is incredible promise. Um, yeah, so every single person in this place today has uh, the promise of Jesus being with them to the end of the age. Ephesians 4, if you will flip with me to Ephesians 4. Verse 11 says, And he himself gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. And I know what many of you may be thinking right now. I, that's not my gift set. I am not an evangelist by nature. And I actually would be in that crowd as well. I'm not an evangelist by nature. My wife, Jerica, is a capital E evangelist. When you're with her on the streets, she just sees people with a heart. She knows their eternal, the eternal consequence of knowing the Lord. And she starts so many conversations and just leads people to the Lord just here. And uh, uh, we began our relationship um, it's just kind of in this place of being on the streets. We would spend time at Tim Hortons, and Jerica would just see somebody and be like, go over and pray for them. They, they need to hear the word of the Lord today. And, and we just began to see so much fruit from that. And I was so deeply encouraged 
by Jerica, but I often questioned, I'm not an evangelist like Jerica. I am hampered by some of my things. I'm not as good at speaking to strangers as she is. And the Lord brought me to this verse in Ephesians 4. Recently, he has just been encouraging me with this. And he says, and he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That is to build up the body of Christ. Did you hear that? The role of an evangelist isn't just to win people to Christ. It's to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Just in that same way that Jerica encouraged me to begin to step out in evangelism as she was so comfortable with it, that's the same way in which we should relate to evangelists. We see what they do, and we're like, I can begin to step out in that too. I may never be grifted at it, just like Moses. I may not be the best speaker. I may not be the most natural person to talk to somebody on the streets. But I can follow the example and be built up with advice and um, being surrounding myself with evangelists who will be able to encourage me to dive deeper into my call as an everyday believer. Oh, wow. Everyday yeses make eternal consequences. Simple obedience changes history. Amen. So, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you today that there is no gift set that is needed to lead someone to the Lord. All that is needed is the Holy Spirit living inside of you. If you can worship, if you know the gospel, then you have it inside of you already. Um, The kingdom of God is like a field. This is the last thing I'll say. The kingdom of God is like a field. And the Bible gives this story. There was a man who found treasure in that field. And when he found the treasure... He sold all he had so he could purchase the field with the treasure in it. The gospel is quite literally good news. And some, so many times I've been hampered on the streets where my fear of what if they don't want the good news when I walk up to them and, and, and start a conversation with them about Jesus. What if they don't want it? And, um, and I think that that has sprung from my own insecurity, uh, my own lack of knowledge of how good the good news is. I pray regularly now for an encounter with the goodness of the gospel because when you know what the kingdom of God is like, you will trade everything to get it. Why would I hesitate to offer that to somebody else? Why would I ever hesitate? The kingdom of God is like treasure that you would sell everything to receive. And so I can confidently ask people, would you consider laying down your life to follow Christ and know that I'm offering them the best treasure in the world that they will ever find? That gives me so much confidence to overcome the fear of man. So today, that's all about all I had to say as far as exhortation is that Every single one of you in this building today has um, the calling from the Lord, not necessarily the gift set, but the calling from the Lord to share the gospel. And I want to encourage all of you today, just pray and ask the Lord if he wants you today to take another step towards that calling that is to all believers. Is today a day where you make a commitment with the Lord to walk out a more evangelistically centered lifestyle? Because through it, God can use you powerfully. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play a song right now to close. It's called, it has a line that says, Simple obedience changes history. That's what I quoted during my sermon. 
It's a song that's been with our movement. It's called Take Courage, The Harvest is Ripe. And it's a song that has been with us in our movement for a while that we sing regularly. And while we're singing, if you feel the Lord talking on your heart to take more steps in sharing the gospel, um, come up and pray at the front um, and we would, uh, and just have this time with the Lord to make commitments with the Lord to uh, walking that out in your day-to-day life. If you have questions about how you can, or you want resources, you would like to go deeper in some teaching on evangelism, whatever it is, I'm so happy to share with you my personal phone number and email, whatever you need, and uh, would be so happy to forward as many resources uh, as you need um, your way to, um, to start you out on this journey. I know many of you are already on this journey, <laughs> and I praise God for that. So as we sing, um, just allow the Lord to speak to your heart, and if you need to come up to me afterwards, the service, and, uh, and chat, I'd be so happy to do that. But Jericho, why don't you come up and we'll sing. Why don't you stand as, we, as they sing? And if uh, you want to respond this morning, there's, uh, there's blue tape markers here. If you want to come forward, just, uh, just ask you to respect those tape markers. Come find a place and respond to the Lord and say yes to him.
with scars that prove that he cannot be stopped. And history was changed upon the cross. With victory, you rescue all that's lost. And silence will be broken with our lives. As we live out the love of Jesus Christ. What our eyes have seen, our hearts cannot ignore. To the glory of the Lord. Sing, take courage. Take courage. The harvest is ripe. Lift up your voice. Cause Jesus is alive. Take courage. The harvest is ripe. Lift up your voice. Cause Jesus is alive, 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 oh my Jesus is alive. This next part says, simple obedience changes history, and there's a yes in our heart. So if there's a yes in your heart today, just realize that the Lord is willing to move on that, that he doesn't need complicated, um, complicated methods. He just needs a simple yes, and he will move on it. He will move on your yes. So give your yes to Jesus today. Just sing it out. There's a yes in our hearts. There's a yes in our hearts. And it carries through eternity. Simple obedience changes history. There's a yes in our hearts, and it carries through eternity. Simple obedience, come on, it changes history. There's a yes in our hearts. And it carries through eternity. Oh, simple obedience. Come on, it changes history. There's a yes in our hearts. And it carries through eternity. Simple obedience. Come on, it changes history. Take courage. The harvest is right. Lift up your voice, cause Jesus is alive. Take courage, the harvest is ripe. Lift up your voice, cause Jesus is alive. 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 Oh, my Jesus is alive. He's Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
some of some of you being stirred and challenged this morning to say to give that yes to the Lord. I want to encourage you don't let this just be a just a, a passing feeling or a passing moment. This means activating your yes by stepping out and doing something that you maybe haven't done before. Just having a conversation about, about your faith in Christ. Um, it's great to see those that have responded and, and walked up here. I, I hope we're all being challenged by this this morning. I hope we're all being motivated. I've had some some fantastic conversations in the last couple weeks with, with people who live this. People, I'm not going to embarrass anybody or call them out in the, in the room this morning, but people that are actually here in the room that live this, that are regularly sharing Jesus with people around them, people they work with, people in their region. And uh, uh, they, they encourage and they inspire me. I, I need to be standing on one of these pieces of tape here this morning because I'm, as, uh, as Leighton said, I'm not a natural evangelist, but I know that God has called me to step out of what's comfortable and step out of what, what uh, you know, the, the giftings that I, that I feel most comfortable flowing in and do what God has called me to do. I love, I love that connection. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded. And He commanded us to go. To make disciples. Right? I love that connection. And, uh, and I think we need to be challenged by it this morning. I love, the, I love your guys' heart. I do believe there is a movement happening in the Maritimes. Believe that uh, there's a there's a raising up of of prayer warriors in our in our region, raising up of of uh, the next generation. It really is true. Some of the best missionaries and evangelists don't even know Jesus yet. It really is true. And you have no idea if someone you might lead to Jesus might be that next one. Right? And you guys have no idea the, uh, um, you know, the, you mentioned Leighton, a, uh, a tidal wave. And that's a, that's a word that we've been praying into here for a couple years. Um, that, uh, that God has told us there would be a tsunami in this region. And we're believing Him for a tsunami of His presence and a tsunami of, of, uh, of harvest, of salvations that would happen. And uh, so Lord, Lord, do it and do it through us. Do it through our yes. Amen? Amen? So Father, I thank You. I thank You for this challenge this morning. I believe it comes from heaven. I believe it's very uh, timely. I believe it's from your heart, Father. And it is, uh, it is meant to challenge and call us to something greater and deeper. 
God, we, you've been doing something fresh in the last few weeks, and I believe it's because you want us to go. It's because you have a job and a mission for us in our region. So God, may we not just say yes because it's a great worship service, but may we say yes and activate it by our actions. Pray that you would bring alongside us in a timely way ministries that would equip and help us to do this well. We pray for our region right now. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would, that, that God, you would bring about entire households that would come to know you as Savior and Lord. God, seeds that have been sown for decades would begin to be activated in Jesus' name. That God, people who 10, 20, 30 years ago left this church as young people, but the seeds were sown in their hearts. God, we call home the prodigals in Jesus' name. We call forth a harvest in Jesus' name. We recognize, Jesus, that when You said, when You, when you told Your disciples to pray for workers in the harvest, Your next sentence was, now go. You mean that we are to be the answer to our own prayers. So God, stir us up and launch us out, ekbalo us from this place this morning. Send us out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You're welcome to linger a bit. Um, uh,